So I'm going to talk today about basically strategic, we're strategically designed, strategic warfare. We're talking about warfare. Ah, you know, church, you know. Um, so we're going to go into that today. So basically, if you look at our bodies, it is designed perfectly. It's amazing how every little part works together. I mean, it's, it's strategically designed how everything is placed, where it's placed on our body so that it works and properly. If you look at that, you can see that, you know, our bodies, our brains, I mean, that alone, you have, you know that we were like strategically made, created by how that works and all these little, I can't even, um, you know, brain surgeon, they, they know a lot more, but our brains are, our character, how we act towards each other, you know, it's amazing in, that we, as we grow and we learn and, and that we have the capacity um, to all be different but created, you know, we're all humans, we're, we're designed special. So we definitely have a design. Now I'm going to go, sin, all sin is, is basically a violation of design. It's just not the way that we are created to live. So if you take the original design and distort or pervert it, that's just sin. And, you know, things like greed. Greed's just a distorted view of money. You know, money's not a sin. Just, you know, if you take it and use it inappropriately or, or whatever, then it just turns into greed, and it's just a distorted view of what it was really originally created for. You know, adultery is just a perversion of marriage. It's not, you know, anything. Is, that's what sin is, just a perversion. You know, manipulation, do you know what that's a distorted view of? Self-control. <laughs> we have a distorted view of what we can really control, so then we have this distorted view and it puts us into sin. You know, homosexuality is just a distorted view of how our body works. Anger is just a, and hate is just a distorted view of love. So basically, we know we were designed. And, you know, we hear about sin and we hear about love. And so, you know, if we look at sin, we know that God has a plan for us. And we know that the devil has a plan for us too. It's called, how do I get them to sin? Let's play a game. You know, what can I do? to get them to believe a lie and begin to distort the things that God created them for to start walking in what I created, which is sin. So the devil's just taking original creation of what it's created for, and he's life hacking it. Okay? Those of you that go online, you know, life hack is taking something that it wasn't supposed to be used for and using it for. Like, I made a, a horse paddock yesterday. Matt did most of the work out of pallets. They were never meant to be, you know, um, made used for that, but I took it and used it for something else. Well, the devil kind of does that too. He takes this beautiful creation made in God's image and he distorts it with sin. He's like, hey, this, this is how it really is. He begins to, um, you know, put these little lies in place. And what we need to know about sin is that it will never fit in the design. It's never going to fit the design. Even if the majority of people validate it, accept it, it still violates the design. It still violates God's law. It still violates our heart. You know, a little kid, I found, uh, Matt found a spoon with pudding on it in our pantry. (laughs) And I thought, hmm, somebody probably knew they shouldn't have been eating pudding if you're eating it in the pantry. (laughs) You know, like they know, even though, even though it's something little, you know, in their heart, they knew this is wrong at this moment. That's why I'm hiding in the pantry eating pudding instead of sitting on the couch or at the table. So basically, it doesn't, 
people can silence every voice of morality, of conscience. You know, they can convince, they can persuade, you can be deceived, every, every person on this planet, and you can't change the truth. You can't change God's design. You can't change what we were created for. You know, a bunch of people agreeing and choosing, it doesn't make it right. It just makes it popular. There's a lot of things that are popular that are not good. McDonald's is popular. If you eat it every day, it's probably not going to be that great for you. You know, things that are popular, chocolate among women is very popular. If I only eat chocolate, it doesn't make it that's going to be good for me. And some days I have been where I've only ate chocolate. It felt good at first. You get about 5 o'clock and you're like, someone better get me a sandwich. You know, because <laughs> it starts. So, so how do we stand against sin without wading into it ourselves? You know, because we got this, you know, the devil, he's distorted and said, hey, you're made this way, but you know, if you come in and you're doing these same things, you can, you can, you know, build that friendship. You know, he just basically gives you a little bit of lie. He gives you a teeny bit of truth wrapped in a lie surrounded by another lie. He's really good with that. So um, I'm going to go right into Ephesians 6.10. So you can open your Bible. You can open it anywhere because it's all good. If you don't have a Bible, you can listen to my beautiful voice. Um, read this to you. So um, Ephesians, I'm going to be in 6.10. And it says, um, a final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of the armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. Um, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. So that means we're not against people, enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So he's saying, you're not here to hate people or to judge people. Don't worry, I'll have, I got that under control. I'm God. I'm pretty sure I got this under control. He's saying, but you know, you are here for a reason. You were strategically placed you know, down to this generation, this time, this town, you know, this community, this church. You're strategically placed. So we're really in a fight for the truth. And it's not with people. So we need to quit. We need to be strategic. God, God wants to be strategic about how we move about. Not crazy. How many of you guys have seen crazy? <laughs> yes. You know, we already know that sin is a violation of law, right? That's why we hide in the closet to eat the pudding. We already know when we're sinning, we're already like trying to, you know, we've all been teenagers. We already knew that when we did something wrong, we already had to figure out the lie three steps before we went home because mom's going to be like, well, why didn't you call me on the phone? Oh, we were in a no signal. I mean, you got to have it like every person that's involved, you've already got to talk to them. You know, we know that sin is a violation of design. But that's not going to change the hearts and minds of people. Us knowing that and telling them over and over and over that we know that that sin is not going to change. It's not going to change their hearts and minds. You know, picketing and calling people sinners and murderers and that they're an abomination to the Lord. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, I can't wait to be friends with them. <laughs> you know, I mean... That's, that's ridiculous, you know, but we're like, we're, we got to stand for what, yes, you can. You can stand without being crazy. Let's, let's be strategic, not crazy. You know, arguing with them, quoting the Bible verse after verse, 
If you know people who don't want to serve the Lord or have maybe been hurt or don't know the truth, there's only two verses that they know in the entire Bible. Judge not and he who casts the first stone, <laughs> you know, better be without sin. That's all they know. And they'll, every time you quote something in the Bible, like, judge not, best not be judging me, God. You know, those are the only two verses, so you're never going to win with them because they'll just go round and round. You know, arguing with people about, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. You know, the devil, he is very strategic. He knows what he's fighting against. He knows that it's, he, you know, he doesn't care. You know, if you're already a believer, he's like, that's all right. All I got to do is get you fighting amongst everybody else. I, yeah, I don't even, you know, you're not going to deny Jesus. That's okay, but you're not going to tell your neighbor about him. That's my goal. He's strategic. So we need to be strategic. You know what? If you're playing, you know, let's say I like volleyball. If you're playing volleyball and you go to the court and you, the person doesn't like, come here, come here, come here. Just want to let you know, be ready in that corner because I always, you know, I hit with my left and I always hit it right there. Just want to let you know. And you back up and you do it. Guess what? They're going to be ready <laughs> for that hit. So we're going around telling everybody exactly what we're going to do and how we're doing it. And the devil's like, yes, gotcha. So in Matthew... Um, 10.16, I love this verse. If anyone's been around me, you've probably heard me say this. It says, um, this is Jesus, so I'm pretty, it's pretty important. He says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. That's scary if you're a sheep, right? If there's a bunch of wolves out there and you're like, meh, and you're doing, that's scary. I told you all that. Was gonna be. You know, he says, hey, but I got to you. Be as shrewd as a snake, but yet still be as harmless as a dove. How many of you guys have been into a garden and you're like, la, 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 oh, look at my harvest. And a snake is there and you start screaming and run away. You know, or they just like slide across your foot. You didn't realize they were there. They're not really harming you. They were just, they're just being strategic, trying to sneak up on whatever their prey. It could be bugs or whatever. I mean, they're good for your garden, but it's, they scare you. You don't know they're there and they're all like, you know. And if you're on the phone with me, you might hear me yelling and hitting it with a broom. It could happen numerous times. Um, you know, because it's just scary. So that's weird that God's saying, hey, you guys know about the serpent? I'm asking you to be like, what? And you're like, ah. Oh. No, he's saying, hey, don't don't run out there like a sheep and the wolves and be like, meh, 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 you know, like, hey, I'm here, you know, and, every, and all the wolves are like, you know, they're on you. He's saying, be strategic about what you're doing. Be shrewd. Think about how you're going about around this. If you're going, bah, 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 I'm right here, and you're, you know, you're pushing it in everyone's face, all the wolves are going to get, they're going to, you're going to attract them, and they're going to eat you alive. They're going to tear you apart. They're going to attack you. So the snake, it startles you, um, you know, kind of gets in your space, but you don't realize it's in your space until you know it. You know, most of my friends I picked out before they knew they were my friends. I just, I'm like, you know what? I really like that person. They're going to be my friend. I'm going to let them know that. And we'll just move on in there. So the devil doesn't care really what side. Do you know he does not care what side of a conflict you're on? You can be on the godly side of a conflict. You can be, you can be preaching the word of God 100% right from the Bible. And if you're in conflict, he does not care what side of a conflict you're on. As long as you act like the bleeding sheep getting mad because people are getting healed and baptized in the spirit. Well, we don't believe that. Yeah, let's fight about that. But you know what? It doesn't matter what, you know. can't believe people are getting healed. We don't believe in that. Well, tell the person that just got healed that. See how they feel. You know. 
you know, reacting, basically if we just react badly in political or religious or religiously and speak the truth without love, it always causes division. So he doesn't care if you're on the Bible side acting badly or you're on his side and the deception acting badly, you know. If you're hurting people and you're acting out of, it's kind of like, you know, let's say you have a friend that's very rotund, Okay. And they're always eating out at McDonald's and stuff. If you go up to them like, hey, fatty, I can't believe you're eating there every day. You're going to die of a heart attack. They're probably not going to be your friend. But, you know, I, I have people that are, you know, I'm not a size two. But I have people that, you know, are bigger. And in my life, it's like, you know, if I'm really worried about, wow, like, I'm afraid that, you know, you're going to have a heart attack. I just... You know, I'm just really, I love you so much, and I'm just really, you know, is there anything I can do to help? I know that, like, maybe it's stress. You know, when you come at the same problem with love, you know, and something like that, like, people know. And so how you react and how you respond is going to change whether um, your voice is going to be heard. You know, um, I was looking up some some statistics and I looked at the church. And when I'm talking about the church, this is only um, denominations or religions that believe there's one God and that Jesus was his son, born of a virgin, you know, died, resurrected three days, died for our sins. So in this is what, why the devil doesn't care if we're, you know, what size of our argument we're on. I looked, I looked this up, and in the Christian, um, basically, church, there is between 30,000 and 40,000 subdenominations. And I was like, like that's just, and I'm thinking, wow, we've probably been like separating for so long that we haven't even thought about, we haven't even thought about really Jesus or, you know, who he was. I mean, wow, as long as you act badly, controlling, forcing the issues being addressed, the devil doesn't care what side you're on. Man, he went from one, the, the way, which Jesus called it, you know, which the, um, the, the apostles called it in Acts, they called it the way, to 40,000. 2,000 years, one, 40,000. Just in the, you know, and that's on top of any different religions that believe there are other gods or things like that. This, I'm thinking, wow, um, 40,000 just inside the body of Christ. Because all we've been doing, bam, 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 you know. <laughs> he, the devil doesn't have to worry about people seeing the truth because all the people who are, have the truth, the way, God's word, the inspired word of God, we're too busy being right in front of each other and we forget who Jesus is and what he did and why he came. If you want to fight something, just talk about Jesus. Just talk about him. Don't worry about all the other things. Were you baptized? And we're doing baptism today. No? Awesome. But you know what? Jesus is still Jesus. Being baptized doesn't change who Jesus is. Being short, being tall, going to this denomination or that denomination, it doesn't change who Jesus is. Well, I was baptized as a baby. I was baptized as an adult. Okay, good. I was baptized both. You know, I was baptized as a baby, and then I got baptized as an adult. That's fine. If my focus, if our focus was on who Jesus is, why he came, 
If that's your focus, you're going to, you're not going to have that deception from the devil in your life. Because man, when he, when he is your focus, it changes how you react to people. You're not going to need to be right. You're going to live the truth. So we're busy being a snake. We're so busy, like, oh, he said be a snake. So we're, you know, running around scaring everybody. <laughs> and, you know, we ate the dove. We forget. I'm a snake. He said I can be a snake. So we're being the snake and we eat the dove. So there's no gentleness left. We come in, you know, ready to go. We never, you know, we can never let self-will or pride be perceived as the voice of God. I have been guilty of that where I'm like, this is God. And then, like, you know, God usually comes up to me after I've basically made a fool of myself. That was all you. <laughs> nope, not me. Don't, don't. You ever feel like you don't want your name hooked to something and you say, I was not part. I feel like God has done that with me a few times. No, 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 that was not me. That was 100% you. Start again. Um, in Ephesians 6, we read, you know, it's not against people. It's not against sinners. They're not the problem. The author of sin is the problem. That's where the warfare is. We don't need to be angry and hate people and I'm going to fight this. And I mean, yes, we need to stand in a godly, loving way for God's word. But man, our warfare is against the author of sin. Just like our, our mission, our goal is from the author of God's word, which is God. You know, Jesus was able to get past all the stuff. Sometimes we can't get past the stuff. Oh my gosh, they're smoking in the parking lot. I don't, don't worry about that. Jesus didn't worry about that. He said, I, I can get past your stuff, but I'm not going to ignore it. We're still going to talk about it, you know. In 2 Corinthians um, 10, 1 through 5, it says, Now I, Paul, appeal to you with gentleness. And if you guys have read anything in the Bible, Paul does not always come across very gentle. Um, he says, In kindness of Christ, though I realize um, you think I am a timid person and am bold only when I write from far away. Well, I am begging you now so that when I come, I won't have to be bold with those who think we act from human motives. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We, cap we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. He's saying, hey, we don't need, we're not fighting against that. Let's use God's word in a kind and gentle way. And let's see where we get, it, get with that. You know, we don't have to come charging. How many of you guys have seen the running of the bulls like on TV? That is crazy. Like you could be sitting in the diner thinking you're all right. And the bull doesn't care. It's like running and charging like everybody. It doesn't matter. You know, you got a red balloon. It thinks you're trying to kill it. It's after, you know, it's like goring people. It doesn't care who you are. You could be an innocent bystander that's just looking at your map because you're like, you know, don't know where you're going. And all of a sudden you look up and it's like, ah, oh, it's after you. Um, we can't come charging in like that. Ah, sin, it's scary. I gotta destroy all of it. It is my job. It is my job, God said, to let every person know where they're sinning and how they can stop and what they need to do next. Do you guys know that's my job? 
Well, the devil's deceived people in thinking it is our job. You're a sinner. You're a sinner doing this. God's word says this. You better do it or I'm going to let the bull out. You know? What about the innocent person sitting at the cafe and they're just like, I'm just on vacation. I don't know what's happening. And you're like freaking out on them, you know? And they don't know. We get in this mindset that God needs me to eradicate sin. Sarah, you were born to eradicate sin. No, no, I don't remember him ever saying that. Jesus did that on the cross. You don't have to worry about sin. Jesus already paid for it. He took care of it. He made a way that, you know what, not by our works. He said, God said, okay, I saw what the, what the devil did. He deceived Adam and Eve. I got a plan. I got it taken care of. You're all right. Go out. Be fruitful. Multiply. We got this. Okay? But we get in this mindset. The devil's like, yeah, it's your job to get rid of me because I'm big and I'm scary. You know, so we're like, oh, I'm so scared of sin. I'm not scared of sin. God will take care of that. There's nothing wrong with the harvest. You guys know that the people that you're ministering to that are living outside of the word of God, do you know there's nothing wrong with them? It's usually the harvester's heart is why, why we don't really get to get in there and get the harvest. Because we're looking at their life, the things they did. You know? Well, if you hang everybody's dirty laundry, you'll probably go get your own. You know? We need to be crafty like the serpent, but have the gentleness of doves. Smart, going in, using love and kindness in God's word, but never compromising the truth. We combat sin with, we use love, we use kindness, we use gentleness, you know, joy, joyful. We are peaceful. We are, this one, if you guys have been around me, you know, self-controlled. You could probably win people to the Lord to share about Jesus and be self-controlled. If you're yelling out at them on the street, telling them they're going to sin, that they're sinners and they're dying and going to hell, they're probably not going to come talk to you. You know, calling people murderers, all that. It's crazy. It's hateful. Jesus, look at Zacchaeus. He didn't go up and be like, hey, hey, you short stuff. Yeah, the one everyone hates. You know, you're kind of a jerk. You know, you're, you're steal. Come here. Come here. Get up here. I'm going to put you in front of everybody. Tell everybody how horrible you are. Make fun of your height. You know, he didn't do that to Zacchaeus, did he? But he also didn't say, what you're doing is fine. It's okay. Just love you. He didn't do that either. He said, hey, I'm going to go to your house. We're, we're going to talk. Zacchaeus is like, okay. Because, you know, Zacchaeus already had, he had that conviction. Humanity, no matter what we speak out of this, what we live out of our heart, wrong side, people. <laughs> Go back to my cat. Yeah. What we live out of here speaks the truth to people. So we can say what we'd like, but people are watching what we're doing. You know, we can disagree without arguing with people getting angry because God will convict him, just like Zacchaeus. You know, Jesus didn't parade him in front of everyone and be like, he was horrible, he took all your money, he's selfish and greedy, and he thinks that I'm going to give him two minutes of my time? I don't think so. We're getting your wishes. Oh, wait, that's a movie. Sorry. <laughs> that was for Zach. Um, but he didn't do that. He didn't. He said, hey, I see you climbed a tree. Good job. I'm going to come to your house, make something good. Have You know, that's basically, and you know when he got there? 
He doesn't say the words, he's, but, but he, he sat there, he talked, about, talked with him, spent time, he fellowshiped, and he said, you know what? You were in that tree because you already knew that something was going on inside of you. You knew what you were doing wasn't, wasn't helpful to your community. It wasn't kind. It wasn't loving. And it changed his heart. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes, immediately opposition is going to come. So when you start acting kind to people, they get mad at you. I had like for like a year this kid, when we were doing youth and had a huge youth group, me and Matt were really um, active in it. And this kid posted all over Facebook, I hate Sarah Richards because she invited all of my friends to Jesus and she is horrible. And, and I was like, Thank you. You got my name out there. I didn't have to do it myself. No. But you know, I mean, because when you start, when the Holy Spirit moves, people may think they have power, but when you have the power of the Holy Spirit, people that want to be in the control, they ain't going to like that. Those of you that know us can't really control me. I'm out of control. You've seen me preach. You know, but man, so don't be like, man, they're mad at me now because I said I go to church or I said that, you know, I believe Jesus died on the cross and now they don't want to be friends. It's okay. It's not you. It's just the power of the Holy Spirit. And they're scared that they're going to lose their power that they've had over you. If you guys, have any of you guys have ever been um, under, like, you know, you've basically kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? You've kind of been like manipulated, like someone's kind of like always used you. And then like when you finally realize that, you're like, I don't want to be around them. That's kind of what power does. They realize, they get angry because they realize, I am not going to have power over this person anymore. You know, they're controlled by power of the Holy Spirit. Um, Acts, so when true power, true power is not the majority, that's just popularity. True power threatens those who are in power. So in Acts 24, or 4, 29, it says, And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching the word. They're like, hey, they're threatening us, but you know what? Give us your word, God, just your word, not our opinion. Don't make us like bleeding sheep, but just give us your word and give us the boldness to go out and live that. You know, in verse 31, I'm going to jump down. It says, After this they prayed. The meeting place shook, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they preached the word of God with boldness. Woo! That is powerful. We don't need to fight people. Pray. Pray first. That's what he's saying. He's saying, don't worry about it. They're going to be after you. They might not like what you believe. Pray. Pray. Let's really pray. Let's be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's speak boldly, not of judgment or political correctness or force or coercion. Let's speak boldly. We don't need to fight people. Let's fight the truth. Fight. We don't need to let. We don't need to fight people. We're going to fight for the truth because prayer is a powerful weapon. And when we act it out, it becomes a sharp sword. We live it out, it becomes a sharp sword. Spiritual warfare is not about assaulting the truth. We don't need um, to offend people by defending the truth. We just need to speak the truth. They can't change the truth. We need to be like the snake and come in under the radar, praying, showing love for hate, kindness for rudeness, be self-controlled in a controlling environment. The truth is going to be true whether people believe it or not. It's not our job to be like, you need to believe this because it's true. 
if we begin to pray and come in, sneak in there and just, you know what, building relationship with people, it's kind of like what the snake does. Kindness. Most of you in here, we've had a friendship or a relationship, and most of you guys do, because not about coming in and yelling from the picket line what you're doing wrong. Even though we could see those things, you know, we're human, just like you are. We said, hey, I really like this about you. And began to pray over your lives, pray over this town, and began to change things. Spiritual warfare is not about being right. God is right. You know, when you have your right to your opinion, and like Matt always says, you have a right to be wrong. God is right. We can't change that. The whole world believing that he's wrong doesn't change the truth. But God says there is power in prayer. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Go out. You're going to have boldness. When the Zacchaeus comes and everybody's hating on them because they have been a horrible person in the community, you're going to be like, wow, hey, do you want to go out to breakfast? And they're going to be like, you're talking to me. You know, because they're used to, you know, the meanest people are usually because they've already had everybody hating on them. God's going to say, be strategic. Begin to pray over your town. Pray over your family. Change. Craftiness and gentleness, not bleeding sheep or the charging bull. Come in with God's word. Never alter his word. Never alter his word. But come in like, like the snake crafty in there and then be like the dove with gentleness. 